Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents the Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by TJS Ceramics, Posh Boutique in the Bridges at 57th, The Sky in T, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Let the countdown begin. This is episode number 190, 10 until 200, which is projected to be October 5th, barring any issues, which would also be just days before the fourth anniversary of the show on October 10th. As for today's show, actor-director Abby Schwedhelm talks about directing the Premier Playhouse's kids' camp show, Shrek 2, which opens Friday night. Then, between the two of them, they act, direct, play guitar, even make great things from wood. It's Rachel and Steve Payne. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day and your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty. We can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. When you're listening, where you're listening might make a difference in what you're going to be toasting with. But regardless, lift them high and toast them to anyone playing an outside gig this past week or this coming week. They will earn their keep trying to stay cool. But you know what? Here's something you can do. Help them out by you being cool and tipping those that don't have the benefit of AC wherever they're performing. So again, lift them high to anybody that's out there sweltering in the sunshine and the heat and humidity and just going at the end of their gig and probably taking off their shirts and wringing them out. The Weekend Eve Toast has been brought to you by The Sky in Tea. The Sky provides all caps fun. That is best had with friends. Have fun playing darts, shooting pool. Have fun listening to great live music with local musicians. Or maybe you want to be that local musician and you have fun singing karaoke. Need some extra room? You're going to be holding a party or a benefit? The Sky's back room fits the bill. No matter what's going on at the Sky, it's local and it's lively. It's time to choose a lucky winner of pizza with a podcaster. Everyone that follows the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook or Instagram is automatically entered to win a free pizza from Sonny's Pizzeria. We pick a winner each week. This week we say congratulations to Ruben Rodriguez. We'll be in touch with you, Ruben, to get you all set up with some jowl-dropping, show-stopping, thin-crust pizza. Pizza with the Podcaster, brought to you by Sonny's Pizzeria, right across from USF at 26th and Waltz, and Sonny's at 81 on South Phillips. Check out the very fun and incredibly flavorful menu online, Sonny'sPizzeria.com. By the way, my love and I just had the city slicker the other night. <laughs> Yummy. Saturday night provided this week's moment of joy at Mirabella's in downtown Sioux Falls. As my love and I were there for a pizza, we didn't have reservations, but they've got that side area near the bar that... It's got a first come, first serve. Well, we get there, it's looking like maybe a couple of people are going to leave and then not. Some of those that know us well down there at Mirabella's decided to make room for us at the end of the bar. So we walk around to those two seats that they put at the end of the bar, and right on the corner there sit Barbie and Ken. <laughs> Actually, in real life, Tammy and Shannon Nordstrom, they had dressed the part to go to the Barbie movie earlier in the afternoon. Funny little coincidences, though. Okay, so earlier in the day, we were talking about, you know, seven degrees of separation uh, and so forth. My good friend Mike Hendrickson always says, well, in South Dakota, it's more like two. 
So we were talking about that, and Carrie said, oh, yeah, like that time we were out in Las Vegas, and all of a sudden, here's the Nordstrom's. <laughs> so we had just mentioned them earlier that day, and then here they are. And then I used to be the Under the Hood radio show host that Shannon has for his, he and uh, Russ Evans have this great automotive talk show. And years ago, I was a host for uh, about uh, four or five years, I think it was. And then after that, uh, when I got let go by that particular radio station, Chris Carter took over. Chris is still their host. Well, as the Nordstroms were driving from Garrettson to Sioux Falls to go to the movie, they see a car pulled over on the side of the road by, you know, a highway patrolman or perhaps just a county bounty. And it was Chris Carter. But, you know, regardless, here it was, another coinkydink that Shannon got to see his first uh, host and his current host of Under the Hood Radio. Good stuff. Later on, we're going to hear from a great couple that bring joy to the stage in so many ways, Rachel and Steve Payne. And up next, she lights up a stage with her smile. Actor, director, Abby Schwedhelm on the Dave Holly Hour. Check out the new ceramic studio in Sioux Falls, conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics. We have thousands of classic vintage ceramic mold items and several new items too. TJS Ceramics offers classes through the Sioux Falls Community Education Program and special open studio nights every Thursday evening. Bisque, studio time, or finished custom items are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in Sioux Falls today. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment. 605-334-1463. He's a bit flirtatious, but most of all, fun. Once again, here's Dave Hawley. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, my goodness. This one's going to be exciting for me because it's somebody that I just met this year. And she's uh, one of those fresh faces on stage. And every time she's on stage, she lights up a stage uh, just with her smile. And she's also that way in person. And that's what we love about the fact that when I get to say this intro part of It's Always a Pleasure to Talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment, it's going to be a pleasure today to talk to our first-time guest, Abby Schwedhelm. How are you? I'm great, Dave. And, How are you? I'm, I'm doing very well. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic that we get the opportunity to speak. This is a Thursday that this uh, podcast comes out. And tomorrow night then, you have something very exciting happening for the TPP, the Premier Playhouse, the Kids Camp. And you are the director of Shrek Jr. the Musical. Yes. Oh, my. <laughs> are you ready? I am ready. I so far first week has gone by. Nothing crazy has happened yet. Mm -hmm. And the kids are like little sponges. They've just absorbed everything so far. And I'm really confident that the show is going to be amazing. All right. This so year. this is a, a two week camp that started back on the 17th. Mm -hmm. And it'll culminate then uh, because you've got a show tomorrow night, uh, Saturday night, Saturday. and then Sunday afternoon, right? Yep. Matinee at two. Okay, so seven, seven, and two, uh, and it it looks like it's going to be fun. And of course, people automatically go Shrek, and then Shrek Junior, and then musical, and kids. I have the feeling you're going to have some good crowds. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. You'll you'll have, of course, like the kids' families there, mm -hmm. so like guaranteed seats to be filled, which is always good to right. have. All right, and uh, so how many did you end up with in camp then? We have, I believe, 33 kids. Wow. Yeah. We this had is audio only, 35. so nobody, nobody saw my eyes go, wow, yeah. <laughs> and open up big. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. And everyone gets a part or does something in this, yes, correct? Yes, they all have a part. Majority of them actually are double to triple okay. casted. Yeah. 
um, doing a bunch of different dancing parts and songs. And and oh, this yeah. is uh, ages 11 to 14. Correct. correct. Yeah. All right. Have you worked with kids that age before? Yes. Okay. Um, before I moved here, I spent my previous year from 2021 to the end of 2022 uh, working for the Black Hills Playhouse, mm -hmm. their Dakota Players tour. Uh, so I toured all around South Dakota for a whole year with a partner and I taught children's theater. We would go to a new town every right. week, teach the show, perform it at the end of the week and then move on. Um, I dealt with kids from ages four years old Ooh. to 18 years old. <laughs> Just kind of depends. So that's incredible. Yeah. Kids. So you've got uh, the uh, 11 to 14 years in this, you got 33 of them. What's it take to start kids off and, and some, I'm guessing, probably have no theater experience, but there's probably some that have done something or at least theater family-ish and so forth and can walk in and, and know what a stage is and so forth. But to start them off and within, well, because he started off on the 17th, you got the first one, the 28th, in 11 days, get them ready, not just to be on stage, uh, but to know their lines to know all the blocking. And I'm guessing since it's a musical, uh, some choreography in there too? Yes. Oh, wow. It, I'm So so give us a, a little bit of the process. How did it start off and get to the point that you're gonna be ready to show the public tomorrow night? Yeah, my big thing when making the schedule was I really wanted to start off with the bigger musical numbers, mm -hmm. both music wise and then choreography wise. So then they can have the most amount of time to practice those things. Mm -hmm. And then working our way into the smaller stuff, uh, the whole two weeks is super jam packed. Like we have multiple things going yeah. on all at the same time. Like if kids are not working on music, then they're working on reviewing choreography. If they're learning choreography, then some might be with me in another room learning staging for a different scene. And if there are kids that aren't scheduled with me, Matt, our music director, or Casey Schultz, our choreographer, then they're learning their lines, reviewing more choreography, or we also always have activities or workshops that deal with theater. Um, one that we had on like earlier in the week, we had Brittany Lewis, our makeup, hair and, and makeup costume, gal. Yeah. She came in and taught the kids how to like do their basic stage makeup and then also taught them like the fancy makeup for like Shrek and Donkey and Pinocchio and all that. So we wanted them to also learn some technical aspects. So they're always doing and learning something to involve the theater. What What's the feeling you get from the kids that are involved in it then? The feeling I get like they, this group is just so special they all i believe for the most part have had some experience in mm -hmm. theater so they immediately like even before camp started i had seen some of the kids at other shows or other workshops with oliver and alex and they just were talking about it non-stop they're so excited to be a part of it like they just want to be on stage uh -huh. doing something and they are genuine like they already came in the first day knowing a lot of the songs <laughs> they really are just little pros they they're just so excited and it's so nice to see these young kids delving into this art and stepping out of their yeah. boundaries and even comfort zones to portray an animal or a fairy tale creature and just seeing where they really take that. And you have some kids that are more shy than others, but they're all so willing to do what it takes to put on a great show. And it's so cool to see it come to life. Shrek Jr. The Musical, how is it different and how is it the same from what we all know and think of as Shrek when it comes to the movies and so forth? Yeah, of course, since it's Shrek Jr., uh, the jokes are a little, are a little, less. Are a little tamer. <laughs> um, of course, you still got some here and there because uh -huh. adults have to have fun too. Um, yeah, the whole, of course, the whole premise of the story and this, the plot points in the story are all the same. Mm -hmm. But of course, there's so much more music. 
it's uh, you have these characters that they have the same attributes from the movie some of them are way more heightened some of them you even delve in a little deeper into like you get to see a whole different side to fiona and you get to dive into her past a little bit same thing with shrek too you get to see like how he got to where he is at the swamp so you just spend a little bit more time with these characters and see a little bit more of their backstories and how much did you know about it going in as director you obviously, you know, when you took on the assignment and so forth, it's like, okay, cool, yeah. Uh, but in terms of, you know, kind of separating what you already knew about Shrek and stepping in going, okay, this is our production, though, uh, and I've got to put a stamp on it that shows, you know, it, it's a great uh, thing for the kids from the education standpoint. Uh, but also, you know, the fact that you are directing and, and people are going to recognize uh, the work that you did with the kids and as a director. So, you know, how much of it were you thinking of and going, okay, here's what, if I get the chance to do this, I'm going to add this as a little bit of touch. Did you have a lot of moments like that? I definitely had some moments. Um, our costume designer, Kevin, he's awesome. He really, we both wanted to kind of stray away from some of the typical costumes you right. would see. Um, so we kind of have Donkey and Shrek are kind of new and improved. Um, Fiona, we're sticking with like some of the same color palettes for her, but again, new and improved mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, keeping the fairy tale-esque, but then also adding like a bit of a modern twist to it. And uh, of course, there are some like lines in the show or some scenes in the show that are pretty much like a carbon copy of the movie, but turning it into something new is always a challenging part, <laughs> but it's also the most fun part. And like just telling, like I would just kind of sit down with the kids and let them, I was like, you know what? Go for it. Show me what you got. Okay. And then we can like finesse things here and there. Cause I want to see like what their ideas are of right. these characters. Well, don't copy, don't mimic, but like, what would, what would you do? Yeah. And then kind of add on to it that way. And you're always going to come up with something completely new and fresh that way. Well, and I, I love that because one of the things we talk about so often when we're talking about community theater, professional theater, whatever, and we talk directors, actors, and the relationships between them, is you find out that a lot of the great directors are the ones that are willing to accept an idea from an actor. Uh, but when you're talking about kids versus an adult, so that's you're still giving that opportunity. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, is that something that happened to you when you were young and uh, wanting to become an actor? I never had anything like this around where I was from. Right. I'm from such a small town that I I didn't get any kind of opportunity with theater until I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And even then it was such slapstick that like you it's it's at like acting is yeah. what it is. And but I still like it it still opened the door. For me, but I I was always given a lot of freedom in high school high school to kind of make my own choices on mm -hmm. the stage, and I think you have to give every performer that space. You kind of give them some boundaries, right. like hey, this is where I need you to be at this point in time. But what you do before then, I'll let you decide. Uh, as long as you just for technical reasons get into some certain spots at certain moments, but otherwise. And, I don't see why you can't decide what right. you want to do. And, and are you seeing that from this group then? That yeah. they're making choices on their own and so forth oh, from what you yes. talked about already? Yeah, a lot of them, honestly, I have to almost tell them to pull back a little bit because <laughs> <laughs> they almost go a little too crazy. I have to be like, remember, you have to also be singing at the same time. Yeah. So you can't be doing flips and stuff <laughs> right now. But yeah, no, they already have stage experience for the most part or they just kids are so creative all the time and usually whatever i have written down as a backup plan it pales in comparison to what they do and just what feels good to them 
So I always end up having to go in and change everything because I just like what they did better. And <laughs> they're, like I said, they're just always so creative. You, you have a lot of notes in your script, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scratch things out. Yeah, lots so of forth. erasing marks. and. Is, uh, is directing something you want to get into more? Yeah, I took some directing classes in college mm -hmm. at USD and I knew it was always something I wanted to dive into. I just didn't, of course, know really where to start if it was something I really would enjoy because, of course, in my younger brain, I'm like, I have to be on stage. <laughs> uh, but I, I really enjoy taking a step back and being more a part of the creative process and all of like the backstage processes as well. I, I really enjoy it and doing the whole Dakota Players tour and taking that step back. And I mean, I still ended up being on stage performing mm -hmm. with them, but it was a good first look into really like putting on a show right. in front of people and not being super involved. Yeah, in. and, and getting that aspect of everything as to what takes place for a yeah. production to get into gear. You know, that was yeah. uh, an experience that I had. Uh, well, I, I've been at a few things in the past, but it had been a long time until February when uh, you and I were on stage together and the premiere premieres. And I had a very uh, small part and it was very typecast. And I even got to read the script part. Uh, so it was, it was awesome. But the best thing about that, well, first of all, uh, the thing that so many people talk about, the theater family then and, and the people that you get so attached to in a cast uh, and, and have such great admiration for. Uh, but, you know, getting to see so many things then backstage um, and, and the things that we would talk about in whether it was a, a cast meeting or we're just all shooting the breeze uh, in the dressing room, you know, something like that. Um, everything is just so enjoyable and to be able to soak it up. And then, uh, you know, when, when you're out in the public then and somebody says, well, you know, I don't know if I can, I can go that side. You're not taking advantage of the gift that the community is giving you uh, in this and uh, enjoy the fact that uh, it might be your neighbor, it might be your doctor, who knows, that's up on stage or running lights or sound or something along that line. And uh, Premier Playhouse has been doing just absolutely great, but uh, it was fun getting to know you in that. Uh, but tell us a little bit more about, you know, you mentioned the fact that you had some uh, leeway in high school, but what about the college days then? Uh, did you, was that still in the mind of, oh, I've got to be an actor, I've got to be on stage at that point? Or where did it start to grow that maybe Abby wanted to do more? Yeah, I, it definitely started in college because I didn't really get casted in things in college until mm -hmm. my junior year. Wow. So I spent all of my freshman, sophomore year taking all the tech classes, working crew for all of the shows. So I really got a lot of experience working backstage. Um, I can probably help crew any show and do anything <laughs> and be just fine with it. And of course, in that time when I like was only being stage crew. I of course I'm like, oh, I wanna, I wanna be on stage. When is it my turn? <laughs> and then I finally got my chance, and I just, I, I loved having the balance of, oh, I'm, I'm in this show this semester, and then the second show of the semester I can be involved in the crew, or even just sit back and enjoy right. the show and not be involved at all, which. That's the hardest part. Um, I like it being involved in some way. <laughs> but definitely, I think my junior year was when I really wanted to get into directing, maybe even playwriting. Mm -hmm. And so finally got out there and started taking classes on those things. And I just look at some of my favorite shows and I'd be like, wow, I would I would love to direct that and like do it in this way right and just any way to be involved in even stage managing young frankenstein with the premiere playhouse mm -hmm. this last fall that was something also still new to me and i thought i'm like okay i'm, I'm doing it to help out um i'm still excited to be a part of it but i'm like doing this to help out but i'm like probably won't do this again this isn't what i do but oh my gosh i loved it 
so much that I'm like, I would gladly stage manage oh, wow. again. That's like, excellent. Even though I don't, stage managers don't like have the most, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They don't have like a huge you, say in like creatively what right. goes on, but just sitting back and watching the whole process and your stage managers, they're like the top dog. Yeah. They they make everything happen in a show. Yeah. yeah, they are responsible for so much. They make the show happen. And being able to do that was just really cool. Like I felt, even though I didn't direct the show, I just, I still felt so much pride yeah. in the show that I'm like, I would just love to do that again. So. Yeah, no, I would love to just take a step back and do more directing and stage managing in the future. All right. Uh, so when did you move to Sioux Falls then? I moved to Sioux Falls in September of 22. You've had quite a year, haven't you? I have. You jump in, <laughs> stage manage Young Frankenstein, uh, then... Uh, were you in Christmas Carol? Or I was in a you, Christmas okay, Carol. Okay, yeah, yes. I kind of thought so. Uh, and then you're in the premiere premieres, I was. and then you're in Greece. Yep. <laughs> and now you're directing the kids. Yep. <laughs> when do you take a break? Um, I don't. <laughs> well, like you said, you'd rather be involved than yeah. not involved. Yeah, I took a little break when they did Cinderella. Mm -hmm. I originally auditioned for it and I got I did get in and I kind of started that process. But I just had like I had friends getting married that I was yeah. involved in and an actual I, personal life. Yeah, yeah, I had I apparently had an actual <laughs> personal life that time that that was going on. And I had to just take a step back and be like, OK, I think I think I need a little bit of a break. It breaks my heart to do so, but mm -hmm. I had to do it and still was really sad that I missed it. <laughs> um, but I think for myself, that was a, a All good All right. Choice. So as you look at the next season for Premier Playhouse or any of the other uh, local theaters, what's on your mind as to what you want to be involved with? Oh, man. I, I think this season coming up for the Premier Playhouse is going to be so much fun. And the Goodnight Theater Collective, their season also looks amazing. I love Sense and Sensibility. I love Spring Awakening. I would love to be involved in those. However, I am actually going to be leaving Sioux Falls here shortly. Oh, no. Yeah. Why? Where are you going? What's, what's gonna, ahead in life? I'm going to be moving to Florida. Oh, Orlando. Wow. Yeah. Well, good for you. So, Working for Disney? or <laughs> That's the that's the plan. Uh -huh. <laughs> that's the goal. But yeah, I... No, I love everything that I've done here, and I love all the Well, friends. we love everything you've done here. Yeah. It's just been fantastic to, to see you. And like I tell people uh, about you that aren't aware of, of you being on stage, I'll say she was the one that had that huge smile and that lit up the room, because it, it does. I mean, I, I think I complimented you on that very early uh, after meeting you. It's like, I just, when you were out there dancing as the ballerina, uh, and to see your smile and your comfort on stage and your wanting to make the audience feel that was just phenomenal. And uh, I'm so happy that I got to, to see that so often. And uh, I'll, I'll miss it when you're not here, that's for sure. But uh, in the meantime, we'll still see what uh, is uh, going on. So when is this planned move? taking place uh mid-august oh so my goodness soon yeah a few weeks. oh my all right well we'll have to have a party <laughs> yes. bon voyage yes. bon voyage to florida a big party <laughs> would love it yeah in the meantime <laughs> uh one of the uh, things that i always like to end up with uh on this uh, conversation is there's two questions quite often when i ask the first question it negates having to ask the second one <laughs> but when you're not part of the arts and entertainment scene, what do you like to be entertained by? I am a huge reader. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I love reading. I, I always like, yeah, I'm just the biggest book nerd. I, so far this year, I have the goal to read 50 books. Um, so I'm, basically once, one a week. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm at 36 oh, so far. well done. Last year, I read over 70, Ooh. so even exceeded that. But yeah, I I like to read a lot. That's great. Reading is fundamental, yeah. you know. That's, and then, of uh, course, I like to garden and 
Uh -huh. Plant flowers as well. Yeah, so you just bypassed uh, question number two. Would oh. would have been any other hobbies? Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like I love gardening. I love planting. Um, I also really enjoy movies as well. Yeah, I wouldn't consider myself a huge movie buff, right? But I I do very much enjoy movies and discussing them, mm -hmm. kind of like critiquing them yeah. in my like non-super-expert way. Okay, so what's been a recent movie you've seen? I just saw the Barbie movie the other day. Okay, and your thoughts on it? Oh, I thought it was so good. I, I definitely cried um, a few times. Uh -huh. uh, I apparently cried everything now, so <laughs> I did cry a few times. I just, it was so much different than I expected. I really didn't see a trailer going into it. I just kind of saw a a tour of the Barbie Dreamhouse set mm -hmm. and thought, sold, I'm gonna go definitely see that. <laughs> and it just turned into something so much more than I thought it was gonna be. It's this huge move, like feminist movement and even just like finding one's purpose in life and like knowing that you do have a purpose and even just like being human mm -hmm. and seeing Barbie become human is it was just really I have crazy heard and cool. very good things about it and mm -hmm. not just from the typical people you would think going to it yeah. but also guys going with their wives saying oh it's actually a pretty good movie you know and uh, so I've heard good things about that all right yeah. so the books favorite author my favorite author Oh no, you're asking the hard questions. Yeah, finally get there. <laughs> um, 21 minutes into the... <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, 21 minutes in, this is where the hard question comes in. I haven't really like, I stick to a few authors mm -hmm. here and there, but I really like to just dive into a little bit of everything. Um, but I've really been enjoying Emily Henry. She's kind of a newer mm -hmm. uh, romance author. And it's really hard for me to like strongly enjoy a romance because they're all kind of the same. They're all a little corny. They're all a little kind of icky. <laughs> um, they give me the ick a little bit with some of the stereotypes they portray. Um, but she really kind of doesn't get into that and always has a really just like meaningful characters you can connect to. So I've been really enjoying her. Um, and then I've also really been enjoying uh, Christina Lauren. She's another kind of more ro like romance author. And I started off really liking her. Had a few books where I kind of was like, oh, not my favorite. But now her recent ones have been really good again. So I've been catching up on her. She's good. All right. Uh, one final plug now for uh shrek jr the musical starts tomorrow night friday night seven saturday night seven sunday afternoon at two and this is at the orpheum yes at uh, the orpheum yeah. correct all right fantastic yeah. tickets available through uh premier playhouse yes all right and also then that would mean washington pavilion correct yes you can get them yep. there fantastic yeah. all right well abby Schwedheld, we wish you the best uh, with getting a job at Disney. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. But such a pleasure to have, have uh, met you, uh, to have worked with you, and to have had you here on the show to talk about everything you've been uh, working on. And we uh, just have a great feeling that it means even more success to you. I hope so. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate you being on the show. Thank you for having me. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Check out the new ceramic studio in Sioux Falls, conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics. Bisque, studio time, or finished custom items are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in Sioux Falls today. for more arts and entertainment talk on the Dave Holly Hour.
Welcome back, everybody. Oh, you know what I'm going to say because you're such faithful listeners. You go, yeah, Dave always starts every conversation with, it's always a pleasure to talk Sue Empire Arts and Entertainment. That I do, but today it's going to be a, well, it's going to be a painful. I had had to throw it in. Not used to that. Rachel right? and Steve Payne, how are you two? I'm great. Not Dave, too thanks bad. for having oh, us. Oh, thank you. Yes, it is. Uh, you know, and the fact that uh, you're first time guests, although you should be, you know, repeat guests because you've been busy this whole time that yes. my show's been on, but you just keep getting busier and busier. And the two of you, uh, it's like, okay, so they were in a show together one time. One on stage, one in the band. Yep. And it's like, okay, we we got to get them on. But then, you know, I keep all these other things, and yep. it's like, yeah, they're on the list. When are we going to get to them? And well, then uh, finally now, since uh, the summer's free yes. for you, we were able to arrange this. Yeah. And uh, so the reason that we have you is because you both happen to be, well, first of all, you're great performers no matter what you're doing. Uh, but the second of all, just the fact that you do so much, and it's always fun to see mm-hmm. when it's a husband, wife, yeah. uh, or any couple that are together and spend so much time being in the arts. Right, it's a family affair. Yeah. So, how long you guys been married? We've been married for two and a half years. Okay. We got married in twenty twenty one. And uh, ooh, pandemic time, or just just a, after? Just after. So we okay. got married right in that little lull where okay things kind of settled down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what drew you two together? Was it because of being performers or in the arts? Well, it was a beer festival, actually. Yeah, a beer we fest? Yeah. We met at Well, that's entertaining. Fest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some friends kind of wanted to set us up, and she was more like, ah, I'm not really ready. And I was kind of oblivious to what was happening. But uh, there, clearly, there was an attraction there. So she Let's... caved, and here we are later. I caved. Yeah. It's funny, Dave. We went to high school together. But I, I've always been theater, band, choir, dork, and he was a big sports guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, and we weren't in the same class, so we did not run in the same circles in high school. Mm-hmm. Ten years later, we met at a beer festival, and it was the right time. So you had beer in common. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, I made the mistake because <laughs> Rachel like used to silver. like. She's a beer connoisseur. She used to write for the Argus, like uh-huh. articles about you know, I don't know, just beer. Yeah. And I made the stupid decision to ask her, like, hey. What do you think of this beer you're drinking? And I got this really long drawn out yeah. answer. I haven't. And I was like, since. "Oh wow, um, yeah, I think it's good." I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's well, it's got a lot of hops. It's got the you yep, know, exactly. Yeah, you, you described it all. Uh, you know, my wife is a beer connoisseur. Too. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I can't have beer because of sure. uh, my diabetes. Right. Um, so I am a connoisseur of Jack Daniels. Yeah, you're a Jack Daniels. All right. So what uh, you said, you were already the theater mm-hmm. geek yeah. in high school yeah. and so forth. Mm-hmm. Music first, dance first. I am not a dancer, first. Dave. Not I'm a not, dancer. I'm well, not a dancer. I'm, I'm surprised because aren't you in a little program right now? Well, I'm doing. Uh, yeah, I'm in, ri- yeah, I'm in Rise Up with uh, right. Lisa Conlin and mm-hmm. um, Natty Titsi. And my I have a wonderful mentee, Ellie Quinn. She was in. She goes to Lincoln, and she was in Salem with yeah. us at Good Night, and that has been so much fun. Um, so we have a little something in the works, okay, to show in September, um, but not heavy dancing. Okay, no. but I can move about All the right. stage. Yeah, uh, uh, but uh, apparently uh, can't move downstairs yeah. well uh, as a few days ago. Yes. You broke ribs. Yes, so, multiple. Uh, multiple. Mm. Uh, we just got our floors refinished, so. That includes our stairs, our stairwell, and we didn't have carpet treads on them. Yeah. And I was carrying this like huge plant in a ceramic planter, probably 40 pounds, and I ducked down. And granted, I'm wearing socks this whole time, so mm-hmm. just foolish. Yeah. And I slipped on the step, and I had this plant in my hand, so I didn't have anything to catch my fall except for Your my, back. my back. Yeah, oh, so I broke two ribs wow. a little less than a week ago, so... Haven't been doing much dancing lately, Dave. I can say that for sure. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, so what got you into theater? Where, where did it all start for you? And yeah. You mentioned high school, but right. had you had a, a flair for anything prior to that? Oh, yeah. I was always singing at home and, and uh, you know, trying to dance, putting on performances. You hear that a lot mm-hmm. from people um, that they just grew up doing it. But when I was in high school, I had wonderful, wonderful mentors. Um Teresa Fester was my 
acting teacher, nice. drama, oral interpret, and she's a genius. She's uh-huh. still at O'Gorman. And then I learned to sing through Kathy Britton, who yeah. was just wonderful as well. So um, some creds to those people. Absolutely, you know? yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they've got it behind them. For sure. Yeah. And uh, have you just stayed steady in theater yeah. and so forth since? Well, yeah, it's funny that you say that. I did I did it in college, and uh, I'm a teacher, so I like to joke that every day is a performance. <laughs> I teach middle school, so uh, there's a lot of performing there. Um, I had a little break but uh, when I moved to Minnesota for a couple of years, and then when I came mm-hmm. back, um, Bob and Luke, uh, Bob Wedlin and Luke Tatchy said, you should audition for our little theater group. Little back then, right? Yes. And, uh, so then I've been with Goodnight for the past five years, and it's been a lot of fun. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's been busy and oh, yeah. uh, not just acting, but directing. Yes. Oh, I what do you enjoy? You, you love that more than acting? Or I is will, it like I'm, a one and a one A? Kind of. Yeah. I'm going to take a page out of Rebecca Merriman's book. I asked her because mm-hmm. she acted in my show, Little Women, last year. I said, Rebecca, which one do you like more, acting or directing? And she said, hmm. It scratches different itches, which is spot on. <laughs> uh-huh. They're both very rewarding in different ways. Right. I just have such a special place for directing. Little Women last year, I got an all-star cast, wonderful crew, yeah. amazing stage manager. So that was one of those golden moments that I was like, everything's aligning perfectly, and I love it. Yeah. So, At what point then did you realize that uh, this theater thing is going to be more than just a hobby? Oh, boy. I think once you get in with Goodnight um, as an adult and you start doing a little bit more and, and meeting the amazing people in Goodnight, then you're like, well, I don't really want to quit. This is great. Yeah, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put some sets together. I'll do some sewing. I'll do some behind the scenes stuff. So it's a great hobby to have. It's so creative, such a good outlet. So I'm not planning to stop anytime soon. Yeah. All right. So, Steve, let's turn to you and yes, find sir. out. Uh, at what point, uh, you know, because I, it looks like you're still in pretty good shape, you could probably... Uh, no broken ribs here. Yeah. <laughs> and I know your dad was a great baseball player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. World Series of age 30 and over type yeah, the stuff, amateur, right? Yeah, they won the World Series a couple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, great athlete. So is that, was that your focus? Yeah, I think probably growing up, I was more of an athlete. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then... In high school, it just got to be so much sports. Yeah. Like I was getting recruited to play basketball. I had gotten like interest to play college baseball. Um, I ended up playing football the whole year, but I just got so burnt out, especially basketball. Then I just quit after my sophomore year. I played varsity as a freshman, all mm-hmm. that whole thing. So I was pretty good. I was talented. I won't be shy about that, but I just got so burnt out and I ended up hating it. All my friends were doing like the plays and the musicals and it's like getting dressed up, um, just kind of singing on stage, goofing around. Half of them didn't have any talent, but they were just kind of, you know, it was fun. just a group, right? It was high school <laughs> and you just kind of did it. So I think she's like, hey, you should just, like just try it. And I was always playing guitar too. That's something that I think I begged my parents for a guitar when I was like 11 or 12 and they finally caved. Um, they didn't think it was going to last one thing they were wrong about. Um, <laughs> but anyway, just kind of put those two things together and started just doing a couple, I think I did, Joseph in high school. I was just a chorus member in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Um, and then I played guitar for a one act. And I think there was one more thing there, but that was just kind of a really fun way to like separate yourself from just this, just like life of athletics, 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 right. athletics. And yeah, it was just, a, it got to be a lot, but that's just kind of cool. Like thinking back on it now, finding that really nice balance between mm. You know, the things that I still liked playing sports, but right. not quite that much. Um, yeah. I did play football all the way through, like I said, but I don't know. That's kind of where I started delving a little bit into the theater scene. And I kind of have maintained that balance ever since. So I'm not like Rachel here, like full on gung ho, you know, theater, theater, theater. But I do enjoy it uh, when I have the opportunity to kind of bring anything I can bring to the <laughs> table, I guess. Well, and uh, at least, you know, here in a city that was a little bit different, you probably did focus more for a certain amount of time on something and then switch versus uh, myself growing up in a, a small town down in Rock Rapids, uh, you're in everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah. Th- and then when you get older and you have all these spare parts now, you're going, damn, why didn't I concentrate on the music? Oh, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what made you decide, you know, this guitar thing will be cool? Honestly, no idea. I just heard some guitar music one time. I was like, that sounds cool. <laughs> and then I just asked my parents for one. They finally got me one. 
And what, let's see, that was in, I think I was 12, I'm 31 now. So roughly like 19-ish years yeah. I've been playing since then. And it's kind of neat to play for that long and kind of look back retrospectively. You can kind of find the different points where any musician or probably artist will get to this point where you just kind of get stuck. Like you're, you've got talent, you're good at what you know, but you kind of get stuck. Like what's that next thing that's going to bring me to this next level of whatever craft you're doing? Um, and I'm at a point with my guitar playing now that I can, any cover song, like I got it down, no big deal. But I'm trying to get more into better lead playing, electric lead playing, which is, um, I know the basics, but to actually like change like the key you're playing, maybe not the key, mm -hmm. but yeah, honestly, I'm not a trained musician either. So I don't really know what I'm talking about, but just <laughs> playing it really smoothly um, is what I'm working on now. And that's kind of tough. For me, it's tough. Yeah. Okay. So self-taught then? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm always surprised when I hear that when it comes to guitar, because I I tried lessons at a couple of different times. It's like I can strum and mm. I can maybe do one chord and that's about it. Yeah, that's so a start I, though, I, Dave. I, Keep yeah. going. Yeah, right? <laughs> Never too late. Yeah, that's true. Uh -huh. Yeah, but there are other things on the plate right now. That's <laughs> right. It's about balance, right? Yeah, very, <laughs> very true. Uh, and so you, you started off there and you uh, meet this lady at a beer fest, mm -hmm. find out you were in the same school. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> so what made it uh, go, ooh, she's in theater. How can I get involved in, at the same time that she is? I think, actually, let's we'll back up even before we met. Um, the Goodnight crew approached me. Oh, that's right. To play. Yeah. So before I, I was they even needed, a member. They just wanted to try. Uh -huh. This was like, I don't know, their first or second season. Second, maybe? Third? I don't know. Early. It would have been their second, yeah. And they said, hey, we just want like a guitar for a couple songs. Uh, just cover songs. I can't remember what they were. But I said, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And I did that. So I was actually introduced to that kind of world right. in Sioux Falls anyway, before Rachel had even moved right. back here. Um, Technicolor Cabaret, wasn't it? One of the Pride Cabarets. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, then she started getting involved with it. And then she became obviously way more involved and still is. And then they kind of came back to me and said, hey, we're doing these live bands yeah. now. And you want to, we need yeah. a guitar. So, yeah. and I said, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's a good thing too, because it's uh, so fun. Uh, Everything the Good Night does is is fantastic, and well put together, mm -hmm. well thought out. But uh, those cabarets when they started, I remember being there and their opening night to the. I think it was only one night on their right. first show even. Yeah. And I remember talking to Bob when I started my show then, and uh, my first episode, I, I think I got about fifty downloads throughout sure. the week, and then Bob comes on, and he. When he posted it on his Facebook, he hashtagged every single person that he mentioned during the interview. Oh, that's awesome. I had 76 downloads <gasps> in the first yeah, day. Dave. <laughs> that's marketing like, well, right there. Now no we know doubt. how that grows. But I remember talking to him about the fact that, you know, when they started uh, and I said, what were you expecting? He said, we had no idea. We were, we were thinking if we got 50 people, mm -hmm. we'd be really happy. Well, they had way more than 50 people, right. and then they started adding, and uh, each show seems to get more people and, yes. and more people involved. I, I think, Rachel, the back to when you mentioned the fact, uh, so many different people that you get to be involved yeah. with in that group. And one of the big words that comes up in, this, uh, in these conversations on the show is collaboration. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it would be so easy. And you find that uh, in other markets about this size, there is some headbutting. Uh, when it comes to, you know, well, I didn't get that role mm -hmm. and and all those different things. Uh, and then you take a look at what we have in this yes. community and it's fantastic. It's like a unicorn. I yeah, feel like it, very much so. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so that's great because, you know, you're not the only guitar player mm -hmm. that they utilize. You're not the only actor director that they utilize. You're right. And we are better together like our other lead guitar, Eric Miller. Yeah, is, Eric is awesome. Uh, wow. yeah. He's so humble. You would never yes. admit it, but he's yep. so great. So working with him and watching Steve collaborate and learn from him. Yeah. Again, that's one of the ways, like Steve said, sometimes you get stuck. When you get to collaborate with people that have different ideas than you, it just makes you grow. It's so healthy. And like you said, Dave, we have such a non-competitive community mm -hmm. in Sioux Falls. It's, it doesn't feel like, oh, well, that's that actor belongs to that company, so right. they can't try out for anything else. 
So it's nice to be able to spread your wings a little bit. <laughs> Very true. Well, and you know, it, it's uh, that same thing. Yes, it is in a way competition because everybody wants to get their piece of the pie mm -hmm. and wants to get as many to a show as they can. Uh, but nobody's, you know, saying, oh, you can't go to that show on this day oh, because right. this is ours, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. And, and we let everybody have their freedom. Mm -hmm. uh, just like you were saying, the freedom to choose, mm -hmm. you know, what kind of group you want to be involved in and so forth. So what is next for the two of you? Is there anything coming up that you'll both be in? Yeah. Uh -huh. I'm very excited. Good Night Season is incredible. You were talking about how far they've come in right. eight, nine years. This season is like bigger and better than ever. We have some incredible shows. The first show that we have is a Honky Tonk Cabaret, mm -hmm. which I'm cast in. Very exciting. Um, so Steve usually plays for the cabarets. Originally, it was just going to be Eric Miller. Then Luke reached out to Steve and said, would you play for the Honky Tonk Cabaret? And I'm here in the background like, say yes, yeah. say yes. <laughs> yeah, he, I reached out and I was always kind of like, I'm honestly not a big country music fan, but uh, he said, hey, there's like two guitar parts in every song I'm listening to. Would you do it? And I was like, mm, Rachel's in it. Okay, get to play with Eric. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah, I can make yeah, it work. So, well. yeah. and then the set list has come out, and can't share oh, it probably right no, now. It's a but it's, no, it's, but, but yeah, just, they're, they're fun. They're not okay. Like, I was just gonna say, not so much traditional country, right. but probably more right. a little southern rock. Southern rock, kind yeah. of like uh, folk crossover. country, oh. not like just like pop country that you right. go to the south on a dirt road with your pickup and drink beer <laughs> right. kind of thing. Exactly. So. But since you met at a beer fest, you yeah, might exactly. do that. It would be, yeah. it would be fine with <laughs> The first cabaret we were in together a couple of years ago, Rachel actually served me a beer. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was culinary oh, cabaret. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was the waitress and I wasn't playing at a certain point. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah. I served him a beer. I recall that too. Yeah, right. And then, yeah, Matt Morrison, we all know him. He was like telling me to drink during those shows, but maybe we shouldn't go into that. <laughs> keep, keep loose. Yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll do country cabaret together and then steve will play again at the end of the season so our cabarets sort of bookend mm -hmm. um our next season we start with the honky tonk and we end with the classic rock cabaret which steve oh, and eric will oh, oh, also oh, oh. be together for That'd that too fun. which That'd will which will rock pun intended mm -hmm. uh, it'll be really cool so i'm just really excited to be performing with steve again in october it'll be a lot That's of fun excellent directing anything next I year i am directing okay again. what are you directing so our um our black box show one of them is Sense and Sensibility, um, which is very exciting. They kind of put, put me in this position of like the classic literature show. So okay. last year I did Little Women, right. this year Sense and Sensibility, um, which I'm really excited for. We've got a cast of, I think, nine or 10 um, folks, and it's our only straight show. So no singing in mm -hmm. this show, maybe a little bit, but no performative singing. Um, so I'm just really excited because like I said before, I just really love directing. I feel like it makes me a better actor mm -hmm. to direct, um, to have that perspective of both. So I'm just really, really stoked for that. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of people that do that. Uh, yes. That they, they act, they direct. Yeah. Uh, and they often say, you know, similar things about making them a better actor. But another thing they talk about when they're on the actor side is when I ask them about a particular director, you know, what were they like to work with and so forth. I always hear that, uh, well, they like or give us the freedom to suggest yes and uh, do you parlay that into the way that you direct yeah as well? yeah um yes so what i kind of like to do is um we'll read through a scene once and then i'll say okay i want to just see what you do let's see what feels mm -hmm. right what feels good if you need ideas that's what i'm here for but especially directing for good night everyone that i work with is so talented so experienced makes the job of a director very easy uh -huh. um, and everyone's better when they can feel that safety of okay i can bring my idea to the table right and have it be heard and listened to and contribute to the end product so yeah i love that uh, allowing actors to play that's how you get the best work i think yeah okay so you say that uh, directing makes you a better actor oh yeah um what do you bring to directing then so, yeah, uh, like I said, it's all about making the actors feel safe um, mm -hmm. and meaning safe on stage with their movement, this and that, but also um, safe to have their ideas heard. They're not going to think, oh, Rachel's going to be so mad. I, I better just keep my mouth shut. You know, if I give them a note and they need me to elaborate or they have a different idea, they feel OK saying mm -hmm. that. So you hear this term um, an actor's director. director. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I strive to um, do, because you want people to feel like 
they are a part of the end product, that it wasn't just Rachel Payne's show, it was all of our show. Yeah, great things. All right, Steve, uh, I, I know that you uh, are a great guitar player because I see that, but uh, Sometimes. you happen to have another art form than you do. You are a woodworker. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How did that start? Well, I was kind of like... Did you ask your parents for a lathe or anything <laughs> when you were living along That's with that guitar? <laughs> There's like a few things I should have that I don't. A lathe is one of them still. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know. I was kind of like enjoyed putting things together, even when I was a kid. Like mm -hmm. I'd put two two-by-fours on a cross. I'm like, oh, it's an airplane. You know, just kind of that. Right. Um, kind of creative outlet, I guess. But then COVID came. Everybody had their kind of COVID project. And mine, I just ended up... I had a table saw and a miter saw and I just kept building stuff like that's just all I would do because everybody had so much spare time myself included um, <clears throat> then I kind of started experimenting a little more with like hardwood not stuff you just go to Menards or Home right. Depot and get but like really nice stuff nice material get some nice cherry or mm -hmm. cherry yeah, walnuts yep yeah. cherry walnut maple is kind of the holy trinity I guess yeah. of, <laughs> of the us i guess but anyway then i kind of started experimenting with that and made a couple things uh, and then i just went to rachel and i said hey what if i just like put a brand on this woodworking idea like i don't know if it's going to happen or amount to anything but let's just see how it goes and she was like sure what do you have to lose maybe a little money and i was like mm -hmm. sounds good so i did it i kind of organized it um got a few more pieces of equipment not a lathe but i do have some other stuff that i didn't have before and it's really what been two and a half or three years now. It's called Mark 201. Mm -hmm. I had to come up with a name, first of all. <laughs> um, so the name is kind of unique. Mark is actually my middle name and it's my dad's name. Right. But I, sorry, dad, that's not actually why I chose <laughs> Mark as first one. Mark, you know, you put your mark on something, your signature, you're kind of uh, just a little bit of your personality into it. That's what the mark is. And the two and the zero and the one are also meaningful. The two represents the various relationships in the process. So if you, Dave, said, hey, Steve, I want this table or whatever, mm -hmm. there's a relationship there between me and you. There's a relationship between you and your table. There's a relationship between me and the table, me and the process. Um, so just the various relationships, that's the number two. The zero is the whole process from start to finish, kind of coming all full circle back to zero. And then the one is the one final finished piece. So I just kind of combined uh, wow. those two things together. And I was like, hey, that's a pretty kind of fun, catchy yeah. thing. It doesn't use my last name, which is, you know, funny because it's pain. <laughs> but you don't really want to use that in like, I don't think a business name yeah. um, at all. It just has slight negative right. connotation. Yeah. So I had Even to, though it has a Y. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I got away from that. Uh, just mark, went abstract, Mark 201. So yeah, I'm doing it. That has been going on for about three years now. Uh, make everything from like small gifts, like cutting boards, mm -hmm. picture frames, boxes, to game boards. Game boards mm -hmm. Yeah, small to medium sized furniture as well. I'm doing something right now that's like a coffee carts kind of thing. Fridge on one side, mini fridge on one side, shelving on the oh, other, and then sweet. like kind of a nice top yeah. um, made out of ash, which is really pretty blonde hardwood. So. A lot of times he'll make something for a client. I'm like, oh, what a yeah. fleet. Yeah, that's been a thing too. We moved <laughs> into a space for that. We uh, moved into a new house, what, two, two, yeah, years, two years ago or so. So like slowly but surely, I'm just outfitting every single thing I can <laughs> out uh, of whatever any, I'm making. Any, ever make a bar for a three season room? Just for example. <laughs> <laughs> for example, a bar top. So the bar tops are tough. I'm just limited by space. My shop's yeah. kind of small. Uh -huh. I know how to do it. I could do it, but I haven't done it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yet. Why do you ask? <laughs> <laughs> what could be Dave's reason? Yeah, right. There's always a way to do something. You just gotta yeah, get creative. Very true. Yeah. yeah, very yeah. true. But yeah, he'll probably be designing something. Too, so I, yeah, we won't let it out of the bag or let my wife hear that. <laughs> well, you have our number, Dave. You know where to find us. Exactly. All right. So the uh, typical questions I like to end with. There's two of them. Quite often your answer to number one doesn't mean I have to ask the second one. So Rachel will go. When you're not part of the arts and entertainment scene, what do you like to be entertained by? Oh, Dave, I love my grandma hobbies. I really uh, love gardening. Uh -huh. I have a big garden in my backyard. I'm in a gardening club this year. I'm like really leaning into the grandma hobbies. I love to read. Um, those are my two wow. two big ones. Yeah. yeah, I love an audio book, but of course I'm an English teacher, so I do a lot right. of just reading um, on my own hardcover, things like that. But gardening and reading are my, are my two things. And when Steve is willing to bring out the guitar at home and let me sing, 
I love to do that uh, too. Wow, that's fun. Yeah. No doubt about it. Any other hobbies? Oh boy, I'm sure there's a ton, but here we are on the spot. Um, I love to cook. I love to bake. So uh, during pandemic, I got really into sourdough baking, um, and I've kept that up. So cooking, baking, gardening, uh, all those grandma what, hobbies. What, what's babe? your go-to dish? Oh boy, um, I'm I do a mean chicken and dumplings. Oh yeah, I've oh. gotten yeah comfort food. Yeah, I've gotten a lot more comfortable grilling, um, sous vide. But I would say what I'm known for is baked goods, breads. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Cheesy yeah. bread. Cheesy yeah. bread. Oh, that's good. Yeah, right? <laughs> Use the holy word cheese. I know. Dave's going to be mad that we came empty-handed. Well, like sourdough with, you just <laughs> toss a bunch of cheese in it, yep. and then you make a grilled cheese with it. Oh, oh, oh that is it. That's, wow. Okay. You can't get much better than that. <laughs> and I just ate, too. <laughs> <laughs> you can find room. All right, Steve. So you've already got this big thing going on with the woodworking. Mm -hmm. But uh, beyond that, uh, outside of entertainment, what do you like to be entertained by? I probably, let's see here. This winter, I've gotten more into playing video games, which really? I really have never done that much. I always had uh -huh. like the old like Nintendo 64 and like GameCubes. And okay. we actually like to Go play. Go retro, huh? We like to play uh, the Mario Party games. Yeah. <laughs> Just like once a month, maybe um, have a few cocktails with it. So that's a lot of fun. But I kept like, getting a little more interested in the nintendo switch i like the zelda games too I'm, I'm not alone there but rachel got me a switch for christmas and probably at least four times a week i'll end the night just playing some video game so that's a way for me to just unwind and <clears throat> kind of just disconnect a little bit yeah and fall asleep but from that water skiing is another big thing oh, yeah. we like to do steve is a great skier yeah i've always kind of interested like slalom skiing mm -hmm. Um, Rachel's aunt and uncle have a place on Lake Ponce that we try to get to as much as we can. Then, um, yeah, just kind of shred shred the ski a little bit right. as yeah, often as I can. Oh, fantastic. while I still can, I great guess. stuff. You yeah, know, right. you two are just and uh, you know, regrettably, I haven't ever done an, a video podcast yet. Oh yeah, uh, but uh, you know, it's something along the line. Maybe I'll get into because it's sad that uh, when I'm here and looking at the two of you and watching how you look at each other. Uh, and and the smiles that you both have, it's like, oh, this is just too cool. <laughs> oh, Dave. Get a YouTube channel going, Dave. That'd be great. I actually do have a YouTube channel. <gasps> you go. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we, we got we to gotta start moving on All that right. and so forth. All right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Steve and Rachel Payne, thank you so much for taking some time out to be yeah. on the Dave Holly Hour. You Greatly appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Fun, Dave. Fun. All right, thank you. And we'll be back to wrap up the show in just a moment. Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? Then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffitt Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. -S -S -E -F -F or call 605-929-0964. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at Excel Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or exochiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. Excel Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40-square-foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave Holly. Thanks again to my great guests, Abby Schwedhelm and Rachel and Steve Payne. And of course, thank you for listening, downloading as we make our way toward 15K, sharing, following on social media, and those cups of coffee. If you haven't so far, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, which automatically gets you entered for Pizza with a Podcaster. Now for all 190 episodes, go online, DaveHollyHour.com. As the Sioux Falls Arts Council says, together we art. As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. And as I say, put some art in your heart. 
Remember, my name is Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by TJS Ceramics, Posh Boutique, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and look for a coffee cup icon in the lower left. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening.